Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 258, with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 258. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week, and as we keep to a theme, the tools are related to the technique. The tools this week are textmetrics.com, similarcontent.com, and beacon.by, and airstory.co. Throwing a whole box of these together for you. So these tools are about content. They're creating content, using content, and leveraging content. Now, it has kept persistent with our conversations over the weeks, given our current circumstances of business and the terrible ebb and flow of it based on outbreaks and hotspots and conditions as to what people want to travel under and what safety concerns they have and what they're interested in traveling for. And the list goes on and on and on as to what these things we need to do as an industry to hopefully take care of those guest-centric concerns that we have with our guests. And we've gone through a variety of tools as to how to present content, how to present video content, audio content, translation content, special service travel story content, um, means and methodologies of marketing, measuring marketing, trending marketing, tools to use, on and on. These tools, textmetrics.com, similarcontent.com, and beacon.by plus airstory.co all have a valuable usability. Let's take on one of the more challenging ones first, and this is airstory.co. Airstory is about aggregating data. As we've talked about in many podcasts prior to this, it's about guest-centric communication. What is it that the guest needs to understand and learn and know and to make their decision to purchase or travel? Now, we've broken this down into basically four categories. First is what are we as a hotelier or as a restaurateur doing to ensure their and our team's safety? We've talked about videographies and content associated with how we have changed the world that they are coming to visit us on. The protocols of walking in the door, the distancing, the plexiglass, the hand sanitation, the cleaning policies, the food pickup policies, pool opening or closing, common areas, fitness rooms, on and on and on. Now, the second stage of that conversation is then what is it that they need to know about our surrounding area as to making sure that they make an informed decision that should they be having the need to travel for us, whatever their purpose is, and feeling now safe that by traveling with us that they will be safe, that we're enforcing that with our guests as well. Um, what is it around us that they can participate in in the sense of basic needs? What restaurants are open? What are their meal periods? What uh, is it a limited menu, a full menu? Do they do, uh, do they have indoor seating? Is it limited? Um, do they have delivery? Do they pick up? Uh, what are the prices? What are the links? What are the information? What are the communications? That's second level generation content. I don't care if it's a Cracker Barrel or KFC or your own restaurant. They need to have these details. The third then is the aspect of what it is that they might be exposed to by being with you in the sense of what to do. 
what is open that they would be interested in, whether you're next to a, a, a athletic facility that has certain functions that are going on, whether you're next to a museum um, that has certain limitations as to the numbers of people or pre-reservations or whatever that people need to know so they don't arrive thinking they can walk in the door only to be turned away because they have a limit as to how many people that day and by reservation only and they didn't have one and they didn't get to go. So there's that third level. And then the fourth level, of course, is giving them purpose to travel, not just the facilitation of what's around, not just what is available to be around, but purpose as to why traveling with you, to you, with staying with you, has whatever it is that they're interested in traveling for, the more aspirational aspect of the process, not just the mandatory need for travel. And when I say mandatory need, unfortunately, those things for funerals or convalescent support or family support or the need to get somewhere because of relocation or all those other things that people still have to travel for and identifying them and giving them the safety of the first three reasons as to why you're safe, what where you can eat and what's around you. So we've qualified what these tools are for. Let's get a little bit more into them. AirStory allows you to aggregate data. It allows you, as you come across content that you think is relevant to answering any of these four conditional conversations of content, you can put them into basically like a folder, like a clip-it folder, as it were. And these clip-its can then be drawn into a content, and that content platform can then be optimized so that when you present that content, you're using the best words, you're using the best reference, and you're putting them in such a way that you create a wonderful story dialogue for this, for content. Now that content can be in any form. It can be in a post in social. It can be a post on your website for content on your website as a page. It could be something you submit as to the five things to do when you're in the market or the five things that we do to make sure you're safe with us or the 10 things, 10 places you can eat around us, or whatever that may be. The Air Story helps you have a platform that does that. Now text metrics is a little bit different. Actually, it's a lot different. Text metrics allows you to optimize in a very, very specific way what it is you're writing about. So where AirStory will allow you to aggregate the data in a way that then you can put it into like a clip it notes that, okay, I can take that piece and use this piece and I can refer to this piece and here's the link for that piece and this is the information I want to use and what I want to quote and all this stuff. Text metrics allows you to optimize it according to the terms that you feel are the most relevant to the context of the content. Not just that you're putting these things together, but are you optimizing them to what it is that you're wanting to talk about? And that's what Text Metrics does. It has very good SEO. You can search what words you should be making sure you're focusing on, content that you should be highlighting, things that you should be drawing attention to. And those are definable by your research. And by using Text Metrics, you're able to do that. And so what you write about is more optimized specifically to the topic that it's addressing. So that is Text Metrics. Now, Beacon.by is more of a vehicle for presenting this stuff in the sense that it's not just a social post, it's just not um, a content on a web page, but it's a solicitation for engagement. Um, remember the example I just gave you about the 10 places that you can eat one around you or the, uh, the five things to do when you're in town. Whatever those things are can be put into several different forms. You can do it as a resource guide. You can do it as a video lookbook, as it were, things that you can do video snippets and show these things in completeness together. You can do a, a workbook as to learning about it. You can do it as an educational process. You can do it as an ebook. You can do it as a checklist. There's a variety of things that these are called lead magnets and actually more specifically lead magnet magnet formats. These are things that says get our 10 steps to such and such. Well, from a hotelier, 
That could be a recipe for your restaurant. That could be a drink mix for your bar. That could be the uh, a guide to what to do if you come into town with what's currently available and open with all the details associated with what it's going to take for you to go to those places. If you have to make reservations, what the payments are, what's allowed in, what's the safety process with all that. All those things can be put together in a very realistic current content that says, hey, reach out to us, give us your email, we'll send you the 10 things to do when you're visiting XYZ City, which we're located in. And by, of course, by doing that, that makes them familiar with you. And in turn, they're more interested in buying something from you. And of course, the last term, uh, last tool out of all of that um, is similar content. Now, similar content helps you determine whether or not what you're doing is relevant to what is of interest. It, it's a little bit like uh, the, the text metrics is in the sense of optimization, but it allows you to show up for and rank competitively with what it is that you produced as content. So it sees to make sure that what you're putting in has the similarity to what is most influential to what you're writing about. Similar to text metrics, but in a different methodology process. It's not as search engine optimized as it is more content optimized based on traffic. So it has its own different functionalities and use to that. And that is our tools of the week. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique is taking these tools, obviously, and putting it into the context of it's not just about content. It's about great content. We talk about writer's block. We talk about, oh, what am I going to put out today? It's not sunny in 72, and it's not about rate and date. It's not about how pretty the beach is. It's not how nice our, our restaurant is. Those terms and volumes of content is now white noise. It's, it's dull ears. It's tone deaf. Our content has to be relevant to the interest and categorization of what people are looking for. And we relate this a lot to Maslow's hierarchy. There's the safety and security and the food and the you know stabilities and so forth, and it works its way up to self-actualization. Um, we have to go through that process with our content as well. We have to bring in front of our guest what it is they're first and mostly concerned with, like those four stages I talked about earlier. What are we doing to be safe? What is it that we're doing to make you sure that you're safe and we're safe and that you're in a safe environment? And then from there we grow. Where can I eat? What are my options? What, you know, Now that I'm sitting at your hotel, am I just stuck in the hotel room? Uh, your fitness room is closed, your pool's closed, the restaurant's closed. Um, what am I gonna eat? Where am I gonna go? And how safe is it there? And what are they doing about it? Do they wear masks? Do they keep distancing? Can I do delivery, do we pick up? That's the next level of conversation. Now that I'm in this market, is there anything I can do? Any place I can go? Anything that I could, should see? Anything that's still available for me to see? That's the third level. The fourth is, why am I traveling? I want to come here because I want to do X, Y, Z, or I have to travel here because of X, Y, Z, or ABC, you know, for whatever reasons, answering to those questions as to what it is that you are providing them with information. But that content has to be great. It just can't be rattling off, off the hip, off the, ship, the, 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 the shoulder of, ah, la, 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 this is this and this. You're resonating it to a demography, a, a purpose of travel, a concern of travel, Again, it's well past our previous life of rate and date and sunny in 72 and whatever those the other things we used to talk about prior to all of these things. We're now dealing with a different economy of scale. We're competing in a hunter's market, as we've said before. We're competing with other hotels that may or may not be trying to do the same things we're doing. If they're not, bad for them, good for us. If they are, good for us to be doing it, let's be better at it than they are. And this is what you do with these tools. This is how you make good content great. It's making and taking content that is relevant, optimized, and of interest. 
and putting it in front of the right guest for the right reason at the right time that they're inquiring, making us an authority and helping them make a decision of acquisition with us. And that is about making content great, taking and looking and researching what people are looking for, listening to your front desk staff and team members as to guests asking, watching where your guests are coming from and where they're going to and where they're coming from, from to be with you in what they're doing in the market, what are their interests in the market, what are the demographies of that, is it families, what age are the children, what size are the families, what's the purpose of travel, that all resonates to defining the content that we need to provide our guests, our other guests, our future guests, and understanding what we have so that they can make the same decision those guests that we did get to meet made to stay with us as well. So again, our technique of the week is not just about content, it's about great content. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So news and show review. Well, we had the pleasure once again of having Melissa Cavanaugh from Fuel Travel, uh, who is the leader of the pack when it comes to their consumer sentiment survey. Uh, they've been doing this now. This is the seventh version of their consumer sentiment survey. And for those who have been unfamiliar with or have been living under a rock uh, for what they've been doing, every two weeks initially, they were surveying the same very large sample size of travelers or potential or previous travelers, tra people interested in travel, as to what their concerns were, issues, and feedback as to the conditions at that moment when they took the survey or what they were looking at. So you can imagine there was a lot of ebb and flow when it came to this. Uh, um, they regret the fact they didn't have some benchmark prior to COVID to base it against as to sentiment prior to and then in the midst of. But they did start it once COVID started. And they've been doing it again. This is the seventh version. They've now stretched it out to be every three weeks because they don't want to burn out the database of people that are willing to reply. They still have well over 5,000 people that reply to this. So it's statistically relevant. It's still pertinent and incredibly useful information. I don't want to go through the details of the math in it. I highly recommend you listen to our live show this week in hospitality uh, marketing. Uh, com forward slash live look for show 258 there we went through it we literally had a two and a half hour show going through the the nuances and the detail of how these numbers reflected what we think is interpretive data as to what we could do with this and how it changes how we our methodologies of marketing and strategies and business and what have you uh, with us was uh, Temi Carlisle from Milestone uh, Melissa, of course, was a, the, the leader of the pack when it came to the data. Adele Gutman uh, uh, with the Library Collection, formerly the Library Collection. Uh, now she's venturing on her own and as a consumer sentiment survey, a consumer sentiment advocate, and she is phenomenal at it. We'll have more details as to her emerging company's name as time goes forward. Mr. Ben Hanley, along with Tristan Hayward, both from Three and Six Agency off of uh, out of England. Uh, also with us was Stuart Butler, also with Fuel Travel. He's the COO of that. Lily Mockerman, who is the founder and CEO of TCRM uh, um, Revenue and also of Thinks Up Enterprises. And then Mr. Edward St. Ange, uh, which is the president of Flip2. So we all had a wonderful dialogue, literally a two and a half hour show. The link to the Fuel Travel uh, COVID-19 Volume 7 is available on the podcast show notes. I highly recommend you take the time and kind of slowly go through the numbers. I also highly recommend that you go to our live show and listen to our dialogue. Again, for two and a half hours, we covered some great detail, some great insights, had uh, some great epiphanies, as well as some growing concerns as to the directions of some things. As you all know, we're looking at more of an obituary list of businesses that are now permanently closing, not just waiting to emerge, but have decided they are not in the game anymore and have decided to step out and how it is changing fundamentally our industry as we know it for the future tense, short and moderate term. 
so with that, I say that is for our show. As for our news, I actually have two articles that I would like to refer to. Uh, one is comes from um, uh, Google. Think with Google to be more exact. And that is how to prepare for, for marketing's permanent shift. Now, I got these articles from Mr. Robert Cole. Uh, Mr. Robert Cole, who has been absent from our show uh, uh, for the past couple of months because of his heavy lifting with Focus Right and J.D. Powers, uh, still sends a very excellent curated list of uh, things every week that he puts out for free. Used to be behind closed doors with a variety of board members from HSMA and so forth. Now it's open to the public. And you can get your own free copy uh, subscription-wise if you go to bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash rockcheetah. Uh, all lowercase, and there you'll be able to sign up and uh, get it weekly when we get it. Uh, but he has some very excellent content uh, associated with um, how to prepare for marketing's permanent shift uh, as being one of the articles. And this came from Google. And I'm just going to read the statements, the headliner statements to you and touch a little bit on some of them. Um, one of the first ones they point out, stay agile to be relevant in the moment. Now so more than ever, there is no normal. As I like to refer to in the presentations that I've been doing in a variety of webinars that I've been asked to participate in, is we're looking for a new normal. There is no new normal. The new normal is that every day is normal. Every day has its own normalcy. Uh, from one minute not having riots and, and, and uh, looting to all of a sudden your city is on fire. Um, to having uh, COVID look like we're reopening, pre-opening and, and resurging back to, oh no, we just blew up and now it's twice as bad, three times as bad, four times as bad as it has ever been. There is no normal. There is no new normal that's coming. There is no old normal other than in our memory of what it used to be before all this started. Every day is its own normal. So being agile and staying relevant in the moment is literally the advice of the times. Every day you have to look at what you're doing and be prepared for what you think might be happening. And of course, take, care, take advantage of opportunities that present themselves on the day that it happens. Every day is a different day for that. Another, of course, goes back to our guest-centric conversation, which is value relationships over sales. It is not about rate and date. It's not about optimization of finances. We are still running a business. I'm not ignorant of that conversation, but it's about what guest-centric communication validates their willingness to do business with us. It's about communicating, as we just talked about, the content relevant to our guests' interest, concerns, and questions as to what will define our driving business and doing it better than our, our competitors. And our competitors are broad and far, not just in our market, but in markets similar to ours and those that are selling to all the markets, OTAs, what have you, and to those that are emerging in different types of markets like Airbnb and apartment hotels and what have you. So value relationships over sales. And of course, it may sound like, duh, get comfortable with the new discomfort. We're waiting. The old adage goes, uh, I had so many rights, I'm begging for a left. Um, you're going to have to be comfortable with the fact that it is not comfortable. We all are. Every day, as we mentioned, is different. Every day has its newness to it. Every day has its own normal for whatever that normal is that day. But one thing's for certain, we have to be comfortable with the fact that we won't know what to expect, but we can only prepare for what we can anticipate and react as best as we can to what becomes actual. And that is our new discomfort. That is our new norm per the day for each of those. Um, those are the key elements that, that Google pointed out with. The other article 
was 10 major issues digital marketing may face in the future. And this was from Ad Age. And I thought it was very insightful. They had a wonderful panel of people that they put together for these insights. And there's 10 very solid points that they did make. Uh, from a technical perspective, the collapse of third cookies is definitely on the top risk of the list. Getting blinded at a time of people's interaction with what we're doing from an ad perspective is a dangerous proposition because then we're going to have to go back to guesstimations, anticipations, and fuzzy numbers, projections as to potentials of conversion, and implied metrics. So the collapse of third-party cookies, for those that rely upon them so heavily, it's going to be a big blinding spot for a lot of people. For those who have took the lesson way back and started getting off of these third-party cookie trackings as much as they can and develop more CRM and direct communication with guests, that is less of a worry because you have direct dialogue with your guests compared to implied metrics of third-party usages. So the collapse of third-party cookies. Number two, audiences being increasingly ad-adverse. Absolutely. We are mind-numbingly beating our guests into white noise, tone-deaf communications for all those that are just thinking that a little bit means that you should do a lot more of it not having well thought out content constructed in terms of method of communication progressive communication with your guests that they're not just seeing the same dumb ad level one 10 times in a row for frequency that you're just browbeating them into buy this because i'm going to stick it in front of you so many times you're just going to end up getting it what ends up happening is that you're just relating you're irritating the hell out of them and it turns into white noise so many people are doing that that it's creating this added version. I don't want to be sold to. Guests don't want to be sold to. They want to be talked to. They want to, they want to create a dialogue with you. They want to understand what it is that you are giving and providing and selling to them, not trying to push them to purchase. Big difference. Goes right into the number three I just mentioned, tone-deaf messaging. The rate and date, Sunny and 72 stuff, out the window, gone forever and evermore. This isn't about buy one, get one free, do two, get three. This isn't about, you know, buy now, get better. And this is about communicating what guests need to know to take advantage of what you're willing to offer to the benefit of what they're needing. And that means that if you can sell like, hey, we have some great things we're anticipating are still going to be happening in our market come December, come January, come February. This is the time that we're not going to, you know, our rates are great. Buy it now. And if you if you can't make it or something happens where we can't do it or the event gets canceled, no worry. It'll get canceled. Don't worry. But, you know, do it now while there's still the opportunity for us. Because if things do turn sunnier and we begin to think that there's a chance for us to raise the rates, guess what? Everybody will. So why not take advantage of the offers while we're, we're in the need for them kind of thing? That's different. Okay. Number four, turning it into a tactic first activity. Okay, and I'm going to read this to you a little bit to understand. There's a risk of digital marketing turning into a tactic-first activity. Digital marketing has in recent years become synonymous with growth hacking. The relentless push towards data and metrics ironically erodes the core essence of marketing to be effective communicators between companies and consumers. Any safe port in a storm is the best way I can encapsulate this. Is doing this like, oh, we need to do digital marketing because that's the only thing that people are listening to now. They're on their computers, their pads, their phones, all the time, TV, whatever. This is, we get, a, we get in front of them on the things that they're looking at. That tactic only, without remembering that the messaging of content, the timing of, of the relevance of it, the empathetic of guest-centric communication, turns it into a mind-numbing, tone-deaf, ad-adverse, white noise, disregard, irritating context. Number five, brands sticking to legacy technologies. 
Unfortunately, we're not an industry that's well known for dumping a whole mess of money into new technology. We'll go for the shiny object. We'll, we'll definitely do that, but definitely not from the perspective of changing any of our fundamental technologies. And our fundamental technologies, device management, channel distribution, channel capabilities, segmentations, toss all that into a junk pile. All of those things have changed. Tell me anybody that's getting corporate travel, conference travel. Those things have changed and we're all chasing the, we're all hunting the same deer. <gasps> Transient, short term, let's go hunt. There's so many other animals out there to be chasing other than just that. There's different segmentations of things that you can be chasing, different channels in their usage of it. And using technology that is legacy, out of date, inc incompatible with what you're trying to do. Let's just shoot them a newsletter email. Go ahead. I will appreciate that if you're in my markets because I will be taking business from you every day. Those methodologies have changed. Segmentation, targeting, demographic profiling, geographies, messaging, method. Also, purpose of travel, reasons for travel, concerns of travel, all that content we just talked about. Okay. Businesses misusing guest posts. Again, this is a bunch of people looking for a safe port in a storm. They're going over and saying, oh, well, let's go where there are people communicating. Let's just flood them with dialogue that they don't need. It's like walking into a party. And all you do is talk to people about you. Nobody wants to talk about you. They want to talk about them. <coughs> Excuse me. They want to hear what you can do for them, not what they can do for you. Okay. Number seven, breaking with brand values. Chasing down rabbit holes and forgetting who you are is a terrible thing to have happen. Desperate to survive in any capacity by changing the colors of your skin in the sense of a chameleon. Like, oh, I'm that too. Oh, yeah, I'm that too. And yeah, that too. And yeah, that too. You can't be. You have to be true to your brand. You are what you are for what you service. You can't get business for what you aren't. So don't try to just chase down whatever seems to be the flavor of the day and become something that you're not. Number eight, increasingly ineffective use of channels. This goes back to a little bit more of our, our, our legacy technology conversation, but pretty much, yes, if you are chasing down digital as a catch-all, oh, we must do everything we can to get in front of anybody we can, you're not going to succeed in any capacity for it. Number nine, the growing dominance of walled gardens. Absolutely true. <clears throat> there are so many platforms now that are firming up what you can do with them versus not doing it with another platform or another crossover or another capability. This segmentation, this our audience versus their audience, is something that you as a marketer and as a hospitality professional need to realize that each area has its type of person for its type of reasons at its particular time. Knowing the timing, the type, and the messaging is the magic of what we do. And knowing how to use those in those walled gardens is very important. The last one, number 10, outsized focus on data over experience. Anybody running in with a, a spreadsheet of data that they feel is going to give you the silver bullet insight as to where you need to exactly do something is really overvaluing the data itself. I'll give you this example. We were messing with Watson at one time, and I had a data scientist, a young guy, and he wasn't in a hospitality mode at all. He was a data scientist, and we started messing with it, and he comes in. And he says, Lauren, I found my first high correlation. And now correlations, for anybody who uses data, is percentage of, of value associated with that the variables used in this correlation have a high confidence of being statistically relevant to each other, meaning one does have a very strong influence on the other. And he says, I have a 95% confidence correlation that the longer people stay in hotels, the more money we make from them. 
And I said, well, I won't use his name. That's a, a keen insight, but we already kind of know that. Meaning, obviously, the more days that somebody stays with us, the more money they're paying to stay with us. So just having data without the common sense of what the data represents and, or more importantly, the experience that you're conveying or the communication you're conveying, the content that you're communicating is, is very myopic. It's very one-sided. It's not going to give you the solutions you're looking for. It might find some solutions just by, you know, any, any blind pig can find a turnip. But it doesn't mean that that's the best solution for what you had opportunity for if you didn't bring common sense and experience into that conversation. That's where being seasoned in what hospitality is, not just hiring an agency that, oh, hey, they've never worked in our industry. They must be really good at just taking their skill set and applying it to ours. Nope, it doesn't take, a NASCAR driver doesn't ride and drive an Indy. Indianapolis drivers don't drive a NASCAR. Neither do they do on flat track or on mud racing. Each driver has a unique skill set. Same too with what you do in your industry as a marketer. You have certain triggers and highlights and messages and beacons and milestones that you know from being industry sensitive that somebody that isn't industry sensitive would not know just as much as you wouldn't know in their industry things that they know. So keeping out the fact that data and experience are two things when wouldn't use together is valuable. When kept separate, they create potential issues for you. So there you have it. Remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, Podcast, the list goes on. Actually, 38 platforms and counting. We're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just ask to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. No matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment. That helps others find our content and hopefully help them as well. Also, if this is your first time hearing us, you, of course, can subscribe to our show on any of those platforms you discovered us on. And for all archives of all previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts with an S. And don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. Or you can simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. Look for show number 258, which is our most recent one, as I mentioned, with Melissa Cavanaugh and the seventh version of the Consumer Sentiment Study that Fuel Travel just put out. So again, thank you for the privilege of your time. And we so forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 258 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing in support of the HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International All Rights Reserve Copyright 2020.